Thank you for tuning in to the sermon webcast of Living Savior. We are one church serving in two locations, Asheville and Hendersonville, North Carolina. For more information, go to lsavior.org. It all seemed small and insignificant at first. This thing that was found, it was small and found in this dirty, dark, dingy cavern. Did I mention that it was small, especially compared to the things that are of great value in our life when you think of your house and your property and your vehicle or more? Those things don't fit in your hands, but this thing, this lump that was found in a dark cave, it, it was small, only one and a third pound. In 1905, it was routine. The superintendent was on his average survey of the premier mine in South Africa when he stumbled across this shimmering sparkle in the corner. He discovered the Cullinan diamond, as it would later be named. Over 3,000 carats uncut, it was the largest diamond in the world. Size does not determine a thing's worth, especially when we're talking about diamonds in comparison to other things in life. The largest diamond that was ever found. If there's anyone that understands that truth, that size doesn't determine worth, and if there was ever a time when that truth shines brightest, it is God and the way that he works at Christmas. God invites us to take this relatively routine inspection of Luke chapter 2. It's routine because we've been here before. We've done this before, maybe even already this season. We go to this place that is dark and dingy, a cave-like setting. If it wasn't actually a cave back then, we don't know for sure. But it all seems relatively routine as God causes us to zoom in. And this doesn't seem like it is going to be the place where we find the diamond of God's greatest work, the gem of his magnitude. This does not seem like this is the place or the time when we are going to find God rolling up his sleeves, his, the finest hour, the hope of all of the world. It seems like this is the place that's opposite of where God would do those things, that if God was actually going to do his great work, it would look far different. We could imagine God causing massive nations and kingdoms to pave a highway of gold for his entrance into this world where he could cause and manipulate vast armies to work together to create peace where it otherwise could never be found, especially in a hostile world such as ours. We could imagine God taking this globe and unwrapping it into a flat surface so as to create one collective audience that could, we together could perceive as one, and at the same time, God causing distant constellations and stars to be brought in order to communicate to us his entrance into the world. If God was going to do something great and big, it would be that, as our jaws would drop to the ground in awe. But no. Instead, God chooses to do something quite different. And it all seems cold and dark, small and meager, even maybe unnoticeable, this baby, this lump of a baby fits in our hands, is placed in a manger. There, there doesn't seem to be really anything that would 
cause us to be shocked, cause our jaws to drop to the floor in awe. But similar to that superintendent in the premier mind, there's something that shimmers off in the corner about this that causes us to get a little bit closer, to see a light that is sparkling that draws us in. Is this where God would bring about his great work? Because what we see actually upon closer inspection is anything that is routine. Think of it. The most powerful man in the world causes the cogs in the wheel of his empire to start working as he orchestrates a census. He's forcing commerce. He's increasing the economy. He is counting his citizens. He can already probably count future taxes that would be collected. Those are all, respectively speaking, massive numbers, but then you think of them all together collectively, that is beyond huge. And yet behind the curtain, God holds the remote control so that one mother who's expecting a child would move from Nazareth to Bethlehem, which just so happens to be the place where God had promised 700 years previous through the prophet Micah that this child would be born. One small move, immeasurable power. There's this virgin who is about to give birth to a son. And before you and I would pass that off as a joke or something worse, that this is conspicuous and scandalous, if not disgusting, or just ridiculous and foolish, don't say that to one another. Let's not say that to one another. How about, how about we ask Joseph? Joseph, who's pledged to be married to her and is not the father, because he doesn't think that this is a joke. He does not think that this is funny or foolish as he is completely bought in and he is right there with her, bought in also to the very promise that God had made 700 years previous through Isaiah, that the virgin would give birth to a son. God does all of these things for you. So you would know that a God who functions in such big ways hides his bigness behind what seems to be smallness in order to draw us closer to perceive his saving work for us. A God who does not just come to some for some, but he is born to you because he is always and forever for you. And then this child is wrapped in swaddling clothes and placed in a, in a manger is this cold, dark feed box. Is this the place, not a comfortable crib, is this the place where the hope of all the world would be delivered? Again, it seems small and insignificant, cold and dirty once again. But only so that we would get closer, and what do you, exactly do you see? Think back to that Cullen and Diamond. It, it would later be cut into nine pieces. The largest one would be called the Star of Africa, over 530 carats. The lesser star of Africa, Cullen and Two, that the second largest cut would be 317 plus carats. Ladies, this is not the time when you start to analyze your jewelry up close with your husband or fiance nearby. The others would make up the, the crown jewels of England, but how would the Cullinan get from Africa to England? That's quite a long ways, especially in 1905. Well, there was this security detail. Detectives from London, you imagine this secured box that was transported from Africa to Great Britain. But inside and underneath that guard was only a replica. The actual Cullinan diamond was put in a plain old box. 
simple package and shipped via the parcel service. It's amazing how things of incomparable value can be delivered in what seems to be an average, small package. So it was that first Christmas, and so it always will be for you and for me. That God above takes something that is beyond measure, beyond value, and he puts it in what seems to be average packaging. A small box of sorts. Only so that you and I would get close to see the kind of up-close and personal God that we have. What is it that you see? That the Son of God takes on flesh in the person of this Christ child. So we would know that we don't have a God who is distant, who doesn't understand our sorrows, but who gets close to us because he's born to us and for us and is always with us. We have a Savior who is born into this very dark world as he as a baby takes in his first breath, there is no room for them in the inn. How lonely and dark this place is, already for him in those moments. And yet God demonstrates what to us? That he understands this world very much. He is not afraid of it because his entire aim and goal was to save us from it. He's wrapped in swaddling clothes and placed in a, a box, an unassuming, in fact, an ugly box. But here we have a picture of God's greatest work. Delivered to us in what seems to be an average package in order to deliver us from everything that threatens us. The powers of evil, the guilt of our own sin, the shame of our past and present, and yes, even to save us from every fear and even from death. A Savior, born to you in this way. Yeah, it, it all seems small. Only so you and I would zoom in. Grab the magnifying glass and look more closely at what God has given to us. This up close and personal type of work that God gives to us at Christmas. A Savior who's born to us and is always and forever for us. He is Christ the Lord. Merry Christmas.